Hi, everyone. My name is Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mallon, and we are Cambridge's two new city councilors, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. So we had our last meeting of the year last night. It's crazy. It was <laughs> the whole time I was like, we have been doing this for a year. A year. A year. It feels like 500 years ago that we got elected, and then it, sometimes it feels like yesterday. I know. It's crazy. I remember sitting in the audience the same meeting last year and being like, this is going to be our life. I remember that too. And it was, I think, the date was December 18th or something. Yeah. And they were talking about the first street garage oh <laughs> that <my> meeting. Gosh. <laughs> and they were all, it was a lot of people's last meeting. Oh, that's remember? right. So there was like the speeches and. That was long. It was long. I was thinking like, who would talk about me? Who's going to talk about me when I leave? <laughs> me. What if and I did? <laughs> Right? Like, I hope it's somebody who's nice, who, like, likes you me for real. You don't want to talk about me? No, I'll talk about you <laughs> if we're both still there and then I we know. both leave together. Yeah, I, I thought that was a pun. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, so we've um, really tried to make it fun. Sometimes we've succeeded more than others. So, yeah, let's talk about highlights. So, yeah, I was thinking about this. I was going, pa- like, back through old podcasts to see, like, what did we do? Um, I would say some of my highlights were our sock drive yeah. last February for Valentine's Day. Um, we definitely have to figure out a way to do something like that again because that was fun. That was fun. We're definitely planning something for February. Yeah. If anybody has any ideas, let us know. Um, so that was that was something. I, I loved my fire, fire department ride along. That was a really fun night. And then, you know, kind of getting to know kind of the ins and outs of actually the police ride alongs too and some of the public safety issues and I'm really trying to address those issues. Um, helping people find housing was definitely as hard as it is to do that when you have a win. It feels so good. Yeah. That's really good. Um, the school um, breakfast program that we just announced that, you know, everyone gets free breakfast at school and re- we got rid of the reduced lunch price category like that felt like a really good. That was a real highlight for me. Um our trip to New York City, yeah, for sure, was definitely a highlight. And then the Central Square Square mural project, just watching that all happen and and just seeing the square kind of kind of go in a direction that I was hoping that it would um, when I ran. So those were definitely some highlights. I don't want to talk about low, low lights. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about low lights. <laughs> we can talk about me getting some low lights. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. Like yeah. my comeback in January with like low lights for sure or ombre hair. That's, Maybe I'll do that. Is that still a thing? I don't know. I, I haven't seen it in so. a long time. Yeah, we won't talk about low lights. Obviously, this is not an easy job. Uh, no. And so there have been downs. And, you know, as public figures, you know, we, you see all, you see everything. Uh, but we, we, you don't see our tears. <laughs> You've seen my tears. <laughs> Ditto. Anyway, uh, what are my highlights? So many. Um, I've really just, loved getting to know people and building relationships with people Mm -hmm. uh, in the city uh, and and constituents and uh, building those relationships. That's one of the the best parts of this job, uh, meeting people from all walks of life. Uh, I've had office hours around the city uh, and people come and chat and yeah, they do. Yeah. They want to get to know me and I want to get to know them. So that's been uh, really a highlight for me. I've Loved getting to work on things like the deep conversations yeah. and and that's all unfolding and along with the, the play Unveiled. <laughs> Remember that? I loved, How could I forget? How could you forget? How could I forget? Uh, and my ankle. <laughs> 
That was a low light. That was a low light. <laughs> but uh, also a highlight because you realize how much love you have in your life. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. not to be so corny, but it's true. Can I just tell a funny story about that? Yeah. Just because I was thinking about it today because I was going through and it was like so many of these podcasts, the thing is about your ankle. Like <laughs> this week, Sumble and Alana talk about Sumble's ankle. And it was like 50 times. But <laughs> my favorite part of that was you broke your ankle and I came to your house <laughs> and brought you cookies. And you told me later that your mom was like running around the house like a city councilor is coming. A city councilor is coming. It's like she knows her daughter's on the city council. Right? Like, I just no, thought that was no. so cute. And remember when she walked in on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Probably like the best highlight of the year. How did we forget that? We had to do the podcast at your house. In, in my your, bedroom. In your bedroom. And your mom walked in with like a plate of fruit or something. And she was like, here you go. Like as if we were like, it was after school. We were like it in eighth like, grade. And, <laughs> and she was so quiet. And you're like, get out of here. Come on. Come on. My friend's over. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> She's like, here's some fruit for the weird thing you're doing. She yeah, she still doesn't know what the podcast is. Like so funny. Your mom. Funny. We talk about your mom a lot in here. <laughs> She's the best. I got the best <laughs> mom. Uh, so yeah, just also on the housing piece, just working on a lot of housing issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been such a, a process. I've learned so much mm-hmm. you know, through this process, and it is so hard. It is so hard for people, and you just realize that the system is broken. And yeah. whatever we can do to fix it, we have to. So it's been a huge passion to uh, day one. You know, I was working on a housing, helping someone who had got an eviction notice. And, I, you know, we knew we had to remove. I said, you know, you could buy more time by removing your case to housing court. Right. And that simple thing, she, you know, proved to be successful. And she didn't the eviction didn't happen right so those small things uh, getting to do that getting that legal aid funding yeah that for, was big for the i saw the, the attorney last week you know it's, it's stuff like small things like that that uh, keep me going i know it feels you're saying it's a small thing it's not i mean to, like yeah. to those like to that woman that didn't lose her house it's a big deal these big things they're yeah. big they're yeah. big things take yeah. the wins when you can get them because yeah. they don't always happen yeah. Or they don't always happen right away. Right, right. So I'm looking forward to, you know, recharging and digging into more of this work in 2019. I am too. I think 2019, we're going to just, we're it's, just going to kick ass. It's, it's, it's going to be fun. Great. Yeah. It's 2019. It's, it's a, it feels like a good year. It does. It feels auspicious. It does. It does. Okay, good. Yeah. So, all right. Good wrap up. Good wrap up. So good. Bye, happened. everyone. No. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're done, right? <laughs> Seven minutes in. All right. So a lot did happen last week. So many things happened. Um, and we're sorry we weren't here. There was just so many things going on. One of the things that happened was finally the Central Square police substation opened last Tuesday morning. It's open. It is staffed. Um, it is right next to the Cambridge Savings Bank, um, right in the heart of Central Square. There's a beautiful sign that says Cambridge Police. Um, so you can't miss it. Uh, so if you stop by, say hello to some of our officers that are stationed there. They're um, they're they're so nice. They're doing a great job, but it's nice that they have actual space and you know it's lit up and you know it just feels like okay. Some of our officers are back in Central Square after they left, you know, ten years ago uh, from the uh, spot that they had. The headquarters was there. It's a good uh, it, it's a good space. It's a good spot. There was a ribbon cutting last 
I missed it. Tuesday morning. Yeah, you were sick with Jasper. I wasn't sick. My or daughter Jasper. was like projectile oh, vomiting everywhere. And I was like, <laughs> um, I guess I'm not going to go to the ribbon cutting. I watched it on Facebook Live. Yeah, it was a, it was a good ribbon cutting. You know, I think <laughs> I never go to ribbon cutting, so I don't really know. I didn't a good cut one. any ribbon. I just, no, you didn't. I just sat. I was just like standing in the corner like, <laughs> like a, a weirdo. <laughs> And they're like, oh, Counselor Z, do you want in this picture? I was like, not really, but okay. Okay. Uh, but I know we're so bad at that. So I'm, I, I hate it. But yeah, you know, thanks to you, you really pushed this on the the agenda to make it happen, I'd say. Yeah. So it was a, a policy order that was put in last term um, by, I think, Mayor McGovern and then at that point, Mayor Simmons. And I, I'm like that annoying little sister. I'm like, hi, when is this happening? Hi. You said it was going to be happening on this time. When is it happening? Oh, it's not happening. When is it going to be happening? Um, I think I think it, people just got so sick of me asking. Yeah, you now need, it's open. We need that, and, that, and now it's here. <laughs> Thanks to you. So that was last uh, Tuesday morning, and last Tuesday night, I went to the participatory participatory results party. It was quite the party. The results. I saw the party. It picks. was fun. Uh, the results were the city of Cambridge's fifth. Uh, participatory budget process uh, came out and over 6,849 Cambridge residents age 12 and older voted to decide how to spend 9,025. 925,000. Sorry. I was like, that would be a sad PB. (laughs) Math is numbers. 925 on capital projects to improve the community. Uh, the The most votes yet. So... Just to fill you in, if in case you haven't heard, the six projects. The first one, trees, please. So two hundred thousand dollars to plant trees. How many trees? Do they say? I did they say? I'm not sure. Okay, I I don't have those details. That seems like a lot of trees. Yeah, a lot of trees. Uh, water fountain is in every park. That's one Jasper voted for for ninety thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And then I thought of you. I read this aloud actually. Uh, in the, in the, oh, you did? Yeah, that was yeah, your thing? That was my thing. So protect. You got to, oh. we could, I know. I Yeah. But to protect the health and safety of our firefighters, 110,000. So that's great. Yep. Smoother cycling. So that got it. That was 250. So that's okay. to repave some bike yes. lanes that need some work. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then clean up Cambridge, about $100,000. For um, big belly recycling and trash cans. Yes. Because those things are expensive. They are very expensive. They really are. Uh, rain gardens for resiliency, one hundred and fifty thousand. That was the one I had the most questions on. Like, what does what is that? Did they I say they didn't? No, no one talked about it. Oh, we'll see. I think there were some designs. Okay, because one of them is going to be on Chestnut Street in Cambridgeport, and I was oh, like, my new neighborhood. Great. Oh right. Uh, yeah. Um, can we go back to the protect and health and safety of our yes. firefighters? Because I think a lot of people had questions of like, why isn't the city taking care of the yes. health and safety yes. of our firefighters? I actually got a lot of questions. So in case anybody has questions about this. So the two things that were on there were um, gear dryers and um, headphones for when you're driving around in the fire engines because it's loud. And when I did that <laughs> right along, I didn't have any headphones but the guys did and i was like it's loud back here um so when you go into a fire and you have like smoke all over you and different stuff your gear needs to be washed so those are gear washers so most of our firehouses have gear washers and the ones that don't i think there are three that don't so we have eight firehouses five of them have gear extractors three don't the firefighters bring them to the other 
firehouses. <laughs> I'm like, what is the word? I'm like, firehouses to do the gear extraction, the gear and the gear washers. Each firefighter has two sets of gear. So you can have one that's wet and one that's like ready to go. So this would provide gear dryers so that mm-hmm. you can dry them faster. So you always have two sets of gear on hand. Um, the gear extractors for the other three fire stations, I am told, are going to be early next year be installed. So it's just the dryer. It's not like the extractors. And then the um, the headphones are ones that they are like special ones that they were piloting and they were probably going to put them in anyway. So it's not like we weren't taking care of our firefighters. It's something that I feel really strongly about and I know that I've brought to the council mm-hmm. many times. Um, so those were the <laughs> those were the things. And then I was remembering that <laughs> during the like $2 million like allocation in June, yeah. I was... <laughs> I was the one who was like, hey, maybe anything else could be on PB. Like, oh, if anybody yeah. – I know. I was like, oh, this is kind of all my fault. <laughs> God, Alana. Anyway, so thanks to everybody who voted for that yeah. because it was it was something that I threw out in the council meeting. So I'm glad to see that it made it on there. Yeah, and there was a firefighter there. That was cool at the results party. Oh, really? There were a few. Th- were they so happy? They were. Oh, good. Yeah. So that was it for the party. Sorry we missed you, but... I know. There was just so much puke everywhere. Yeah. yeah there's going to be... Uh, it's going to go up to um, $1 million One next, million, million next dollars. Year. So that was introduced at the State of the City. A State of the City. So last Wednesday night, we had a State of the City um, at City Hall. And um, it was really just an opportunity, I thought. Um, so the city manager had a speech, and then the mayor had a speech. And I thought it was a really good opportunity for the city manager to talk about all of the great work that's being done in all of the departments and really recognize some of the great work that's happening. You know, all the time we sit in that chamber and everyone's like questioning all of our staff about all the things they're not doing <laughs> for the most part. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just not that opportunity where people can feel recognized for all the hard work that they've done that year and to really be excited about some of the things that are coming up for next year. So um, some of the things that were announced, which we, you and I are very excited about. So children's savings accounts um, are going to be a reality. Um, the city manager announced them at the State of the City um, that we are going to be making sure that every kindergartner in Cambridge and the Cambridge Public Schools is going to have a children's savings account that will um, be focused on on post a post-secondary uh, college or career. So um, that's exciting. Yeah. It's something that you and I have been working on with alongside the, the mayor to really make a reality. And uh, there'll be more on that later, but I was just excited that, like, one of the things I want to do is happening. Yeah, and we've we started working on this early, early. So this is it's great. We're excited. I think the financial literacy piece yeah. in, com- in combination will be great. So stay and I, tuned. And I saw the uh, our contact from the Federal Reserve Bank. Yeah, this week to tell him that um that we're moving forward, and he was so excited because um, you awesome. know we yep. when was that February? Oh, you had just broken your ankle. <laughs> Yeah. Right. March. March. It was in March yeah. where we had our first meeting at the Federal Reserve Bank to talk about that. So um, I'm excited that that's moving forward, but m- more on that in the future. Oh, I was there. You were there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was there. But you had crutches, and I remember there was a lot of drama <laughs> around your crutches and where they were going to go, and they fell yeah. down. And- <laughs> you had to help me. <laughs> uh, it was also announced that uh, the mayor and I, he – We'll be working on the, uh, it's called the Blue Ribbon Commission. All these cool terms, blue ribbon, red ribbon. It's like, okay. I, Did you get to pick the color of your commission? Like, 
I didn't. I didn't. Oh, man. Mayor Mark McGovern was like, oh, well, we'll do a blue ribbon. I was like, oh, cool. What's right. the difference between a blue ribbon and a red I ribbon? I don't know. I have to text him to find, find <laughs> out. But this will be on tenant protections, a matter that we've all been working on and or thinking a thinking lot about. about. And so this is this is going to happen uh, come January. Uh, the, the time frame is TBD. But uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, I thought it was on the agenda last night, and there's going to be, what, 12 to 15 people on Yeah, the... That's great. Yeah, yeah. So that's getting it's started. It's going to be hard to figure out who those people are. Yeah. Because there's yeah. so many people that are, you know. It's just going to be me and Quilt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> writing policy orders. <laughs> <laughs> people are like, who are you? <laughs> anyway, it's just, that's, that's, that's going to be exciting. So stay tuned. I'll probably be talking about that in future podcasts. Okay. Um, and then the last thing that I think was – kind of a big deal um, was the police cadet program is actually yeah, being announced. Um, so this is something that I've been working on with the police department to help diversify um, racially and gender balance uh, the police department and making sure that we're getting our Cambridge kids connected to p- public safety opportunities here in Cambridge. So the cadet program is a program that uh, existed many years ago, and it allowed kids from 18 to 23 that were Cambridge residents to join a cadet program. It's a paid program. And they work with the police department, um, kind of work in all the different departments. And once they go off to the academy and they graduate, they get first in the queue to, you know, get a job here at the Cambridge Police Department. It becomes really important, you know, to know the community, um, to have kids that are representative that look like Cambridge. Um, I know I talk about this all the time, but there's only 10% of our um, police force that are women. So really identifying those those young women that might be interested in a, in a career in public safety. So that's exciting. That's going to be um, that's going to be starting in September. I'm excited for that. I know I am too. Um, I met a young man this weekend where I was like, oh, I think you'd be perfect for the police cadet program. Yeah, my I think about my friend Muhammad. He grew up in the towers, and he he did he just graduate? He graduated, yeah. yeah. And so he's a cop now. So it's great. I mean, we need more people from all walks of life, and well, especially like when you're first on the police force, you're on patrol in a certain area. Like right. for him to be in North Cambridge and like really have a deep understanding of mm-hmm. like who lives there, and you know exactly what the street names are. I mean, like I there's a lot of there's a lot of institutional knowledge that our kids have around who people are, where they live. Um, and um, just I think it'll be I think it'll be great. I'm excited. The surveillance ordinance also came up. So the city council last week, last Monday, we passed a new surveillance ordinance. Uh, Cambridge is the first city on the East Coast to pass surveillance. Yay, us. Yes, oversight reform. And it you know, is definitely we got a, a lot of emails about this from the ACLU. It, we agree. It, this surveillance ordinance is in the interest of racial justice, immigrants' rights, freedom of speech and privacy. There's so much work done on this way before we mm-hmm. we came on board, but it's been great to learn about it um, this last year and and be able to work on it. So, thank you to the city manager's office, the police commission, the city solicitor, the ACLU. Uh, who have worked really hard over the last couple of years to push this forward. So the woman who was from ACLU that came every time, yeah. is her name Kate? Cade. 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 I saw her at the last meeting. I was like, are you so excited that this might be the last time you have to come to Cambridge yeah. City Hall? And she's like, it's been fine. I'm like, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so many times. She's like, I feel like I have a job here. <laughs> Seriously. But that was something No, but big shout out to her because yeah. she, I guess she was an incredible resource. 
Huge. Yeah. Huge. At every meeting. We have so many meetings this year about this. Yeah. So it was great to be able to pass that. Um, so that so was that kind of the was there anything else from the state of the city? I think, I think that that's there's I think there's more, but you can watch online if you're interested. Yeah, we'll definitely post it because um, I think if you're interested in what's going on in the city, it was a good wrap up of like yeah. here's all the things that we're doing and here's all the things we're gonna do next year. So um, I definitely take if I guess it was was it like an hour? It was three hours. Was it for sure? It was like. It was so long. No <laughs> offense, city manager and mayor Mark Govern. It was pretty long. I got there. I was just late. so happy to be out of my house, out of the vomitorium. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is great." <laughs> and oh, we had a meeting earlier that day the, for university relations. Oh, I didn't even right. Put that in our we didn't put that points. in there. Oops. Uh, I can talk about it later. Uh, you know, I, it was long. It was long. It was two. I th- I'd say it was at least two hours. So okay. Tune in, everyone. Tune in. Um, so also last week, I had the third installment of the Arts Task Force, which yeah. was about funding. Money, money, money. Money. Um, so currently, we spend in Cambridge about $1.5 million to support the arts here in Cambridge. Boo. And, you know, you're talking about participatory budgeting. And this came up at the meeting um, that we spend a million dollars just giving it away um, on pet projects for the residents, which is a wonderful thing. We all enjoy doing it, but it's not it's not commensurate, you know, in terms of what, you know, what I said at the meeting was, what are our values around art? And then we have to figure out how to fund those values. If our values are that we spend one and a half million dollars out of a half a billion dollar budget, then okay. But it seems like everybody around the table and people in the community, that's not that's not our values. We need to be spending more money. We need to be more intentional around where we're funding and how we're doing it. And um, there was a lot of great ideas that came up at the meeting that I think um, in January you will see some requests that are coming from that meeting because what we're trying to do is not have this be the Arts Task Force meet for nine months and then come up with a set of recommendations that's like, yay, and then the task force isn't meeting anymore. Yeah. And we're just hoping that it happens. We want it to be more dynamic than that. Um, and in terms of funding, actually, based on where we are in the budget cycle, if we are going to be asking for more funding from the city, it has to be happening now. So we came up with some great ideas that I look forward to bringing before you. Um, but people were really engaged in this process. So one of the things we talked about was how uh, the city can be both doing more direct funding with with cash <laughs> Um, and indirect funding, which is things like, you know, one one of the things that came up was there's no one place where people can go online and find out what, what all the arts are in Cambridge that are happening that weekend or that month. Find at Cambridge is a resource that exists here in Cambridge that we have staffing for, but they don't connect with the art community. Is there a way to connect Find at Cambridge with mm-hmm. the artist community to create a calendar or create kind of a clearinghouse? Um, so... Things like that. You know, there are things that exist in the city that could be connect better connected to our artist communities. Um, one of the things somebody suggested was having, you know, a, a kiosk out in Carl Barron Plaza that would provide tickets. Um, this is a great time to be talking about that because we're redoing Carl Barron Plaza, right? right. So it's just a great um, opportunity to really be talking about funding and where those direct and indirect funds come from. One of the other things we talked about was a percent for arts program and yeah. what that looks like here in Cambridge and how, you know, it's a 40-year-old ordinance. 
um, that is that states that one percent of hard costs of every city construction project has to be put towards public art. Um, <clears throat> until recently, there was a cap of a hundred thousand dollars, so it hasn't always been actually one percent. Um, and then there are places that like you have a bunch of money, right? Like you have a huge project and there's all this money and then are you going to spend all of that money on site at that one place or could you be using it to fund grants for other um for artists to support you know their work so for example um the in the port they're doing a sewer separation project and they did a you know a percent a one percent for arts and they did this flow grant which they took the pool of money and then granted it they had a committee and they granted out to a bunch of different places um to create art all over um uh, and so how do we reimagine our 1% for art program? How do we ensure that it actually is 1%? And then what do we do with that that funding to ensure that actually it's supporting our local artists? Because um, there's definitely a need. So, And then the third thing that we talked about was that MIT has a 1%, a private 1% for arts. And we invited some developers to come to hear MIT talk about their 1% for art program and how private developers could actually participate in this program and do on-site art, but also, um, you know, connect with our local dance and and music providers to do on-site programming at their buildings to create placemaking for their, for their employees. So it was a really good meeting. I will tell you that two hours is really, really a tight amount of time to have like a really good conversation <laughs> about anything. Yeah. So um, anyway, those, it was a, it was a great conversation. I look forward to the next um, installment, which is going to be strictly about public art, um, and that'll be happening in January. Awesome. I know. I, you know I get so nervous before those meetings. I know. She, like, <laughs> you look, like, pale. <laughs> I walk in, and you're like, have a, you have a meeting tonight? Like, it's going to be okay. Them, I want them to be successful, and I want... No, they are. You have great people around the table. I have good... You know, that's the thing, is that, like, I don't know why I'm so worried. I have amazing people that have decided to come along this journey with me and, and really pitch in and help, and we've got a great, great, great community here, art community. Yeah, it's a great community. On uh, Friday morning, we both attended the 21st Cambridge Works graduation, which was great. Talk about cry fest. I know. That was our second graduation yep. in this term. Uh, you've been before? Yeah. When I was worked in the mayor's, mayor's office, office, I would right. go. So Cambridge Works is a transitional jobs program designed to serve residents ages 18 to 35. Uh, the city and a limited number of private sector partners provide a three-month temporary job as a vehicle for participants to learn basic job Readiness skills. They were some amazing graduates who had you know, great stories. You know, they've one man, he had been in prison for mm-hmm. 10 years and didn't know what his life would be after. And then he got connected. And where was this internship? I, I can't oh, it was it the Cambridge High Galleria? Yeah. Oh, New England Development. Yeah. Right? So they do like all the, the maintenance at Cambridge Right. right. Um, and Another gentleman was at uh, Clover. We, yeah. Another person. We. Uh, what was interesting is what I have since tried to look into is, um, you know, it's a we do have a limited number of private sector partners, and I wonder if we can have more. I think that's just about thinking about can we grow this program. But it goes back to Richard Harding's point that it's a very rigorous program, and yeah, you can start out with seven. And then there could only be five graduates because people almost I think always st- yeah. drop out. Yeah. He was saying that, you know, by lunchtime the first day, people don't come back. 
because yeah. they're like, we have high expectations and you need to be here and you, you know. 8 a.m. And <clears throat> yeah. So it's a great, I mean, it's a great program. I think um, I'm, you know, we're both working on workforce development uh, issues. And I think I'm really curious just about how, you know, the, 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 our graduates who are from these programs, how we're keeping track of them, right? Or do they, are they employed two years, five years out, yeah. six years out? You know, I'd love to know some of that data because the program has been around for 10 years now. So uh, I think I'd love to see some sort of evaluation uh, on that. And then, you know, more generally, I think we, we do have so many job programs here. We had that meeting in the spring, uh, in the spring, in the fall about this. And <laughs> it was just a, like a month like, ago. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. And we have so many different organizations, MIT, working on all this job uh, connection. Just to start. Right. We need a consortium. We need a job. I think it'd be great to have like a the same way that there's a New England consortium with CSAs and they meet yeah. quarterly. Like, yeah. makes sense for us to have a workforce development consortium in the city. Yeah, and sharing ideas right. and resources. And updates. And, yeah. So I think that's something we should... And then, like, everyone has to come up with a good report out that... Because the, right. they're hard to right. read, right? Because, like, everyone does their report back so right. differently and the, the data that they collect is different. No, I like yeah. that. Yeah. So, right. TBD. Yeah. Wait, can we go back to that story about that young man? Who, yes. Because um, I was very moved by his story. So... This was a young man who was, when he was 23, as he described, he made a bad decision and um, was incarcerated for 10 and a half years and came out and wasn't sure, um, you know, what was his next move. And so he was connected with this program. And I think one of the things he said that really moved me was um, that he really loved this program because it gave him a reason to say to people I can't I have to get up and go to work tomorrow I, I have this program to go to, to work tomorrow and I gave him a reason to kind of you know not kind of slip back into a life that um, that put him where he was in the first place so he to me was like really inspiring and then there was the the mom who did she have cancer no I think it was her brother her somebody in yeah. her family had cancer and she was a single mom and she yeah. like really stuck with it and her story was like I don't know. I just feel like every time I'm at one of those things, I'm like, God, good for like good for these people. And then I had to like step in at the end and do the like closing remarks because the mayor was sick, and I was yeah. like, off the. Cu- I am not good off the cuff. No, you did a good job. <sighs> uh, you know, a huge congratulations to the graduates for their all their hard work and perseverance. Totally. Um, so last night we had a city council meeting. So we'll do a little wrap up of the city council meeting. It'll be quick. And then we will let everybody go. Yes. And have your holidays. Yes. <laughs> and we'll talk about our plans. <laughs> um, so a couple of things that happened last night. We finally passed the cannabis ordinance. Yes. Um, and it will go into effect on April 20th. 420, people. I had to Google what that meant. Oh, just, my God. Just kidding. Gosh. Oh. <laughs> I went to Brown. Come on. <laughs> yes. So it is going into effect on April 20th. Um, the piece that we are missing right now is the social equity piece, right? So they are going to be quickly putting together um, an ordinance to address some of the things that we've talked about on this podcast here around um, economic empowerment applicants and making sure that they have some preference in the system so that we don't get a bunch of uh, big, big medical 
companies. Yeah. And not local. And not local. So, yeah, they're coming up with a there, as in the city solicitor's office, a separate ordinance that we will be passing. And ordaining. Ordaining at, at the same prior time. Prior to. Yeah. Or, at the same time or prior to. The, the 420. Yeah, the 420. So stay tuned on that. Uh, I think uh, we'll... I, that'll be another big thing that we work on pretty pretty quick after our, the new year. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we've done so much work. And actually, what the... What we this, don't have a long way to go, I think. No, I know. The yeah. thing that we got last night, I was like, oh, we're like... We're we getting could, there. Yeah, we could yeah, get yeah. this done. I was really excited to see the city solicitor's office come back with something that really represented what we've been talking about for so long. Yeah. So that was great. Um, one of the things that I introduced, we introduced together, was an, um, an order to ask the the community development department to move forward um, to update our table of commercial land uses. So we have um, a table of land uses, which tells you all of the things that you can do here in the city when you um, open a retail establishment and in what zoning zones. So um, they're outdated. They need to be updated. They are a barrier for people for to open um, retail establishments, especially now if you know things are kind of new. And I'm going to give you an example because right now you've already fallen asleep when I started talking about table of land uses. I did. Last <laughs> Just night, kidding. You were like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I sponsor. I co-sponsored. <laughs> I know it's very dry. Like anytime you're talking about zoning or reclassifications, it's super super dry. But essentially, let's just take a real world example of Curio Spice Company on North. Uh, up in North Cambridge on Mass Ave, which is this awesome new spice place. Um, but because they take big bags of spices and transfer them into smaller containers for resales, they are considered light industrial, according to our table of uses, which cannot happen in a BA1 zone, which is a business zone. <laughs> so because of that situation, they went through many, many months of you know, working with an attorney, getting special permits just so that they can take spices from one thing to another thing and sell it to you. Um, and then, you know, there was a couple of other examples last night. Uh, Councillor Carlone was talking about um, the chocolate the shop. chocolate shop on, on Mass Ave that, you know, because they were actually making the chocolate on site, it took them a year to open their doors. And, you know, that's that's a year's worth of attorney fees. You're paying rent for a year. Um, and, you know, they've, they've since moved on to uh, a more, you know, retail-friendly city, Arlington. So I think if we were really, you know, saying that we're supporting small businesses and we want this type of small – we want small chocolaters. We want Curio Spice Company. Like, this is all the things that we say that we want in our neighborhoods and our communities. We have to make sure that we're removing all of those barriers that are standing in their ways from opening their doors. And as I mentioned last night, too, Vice Mayor Deborah has been talking about this. Yeah. We've been talking about this in the fall. C- Cambridge Local First has right. come before. Like we, There's been a lot of talk about this. And there was a report done in 2015 that pretty, you know, gave us some like real clear, here's what you do. Here's how to change this one. Here's how to change this one. You know, a yoga studio is considered an educational, an educational space, right. which requires <laughs> a certain number of parking spots. Um. Yeah. I see people walking to my neighborhood yoga place all the Don't time. Don't need it. Don't okay. need it. Um can't you can't find it. Right. right. Like you can't you can't be in East Cambridge and just magically make you know that, happen, that right? twelve parking spaces happen on Mass Ave so or Cambridge Street. So anyway, hopefully this you know, the city council 
policy order is just asking them to move up their timetable on this because we have been waiting for a while. Um, and I think when I when I went to a meeting at the East Cambridge Business Association, we were told that it would take a year. So let's see. Um, I'm hoping that it will be quicker than that. Same, same. Yeah. Another policy order uh, that I introduced was on public disclosure of beneficial, beneficial, I can't even say it. Beneficial, beneficial ownership. Beneficial ownership in real estate transactions. Speaking of snoozy. I know. But I it's know. actually really. It's a really fun and interesting. Right. It is. It like, is. Oh, my God. I've, there's, I mean, yeah, there's so much. Because it's so like much. a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. So you may be wondering what <laughs> is beneficial ownership. So an entity purchasing real estate is not currently required to disclose the identity of any uh, beneficial owners of that purchased real estate. So, and a beneficial owner is an individual or entity who ultimately owns or controls more than 25% um, of a company's shares, voting rights, or otherwise exercises control over the company or its management. So put this order in because I've often got you, me, many of us have gotten questions of the simple question of who is buying up Cambridge? We hear about, we we know how developed Cambridge is becoming, uh, who's who's buying it up? And honestly, I've often said, because this is the answer, it is many, many LLCs. Right. And attempting to follow that trail to figure out the true ownership is a really hard task and sometimes impossible. So I submitted the PO because I think it's important that ownership uh, is that we as a city think about who in fact um, these LLCs are and who is buying up Cambridge. And, you know, for the sake of greater transparency, I think we owe it to the public to ask this question. Uh, You know, knowledge of ownership identity will help us to understand who actually owns our city uh, do they even live in Cambridge mm-hmm. in the country? How many of these properties are in fact vacant? Uh, why should the public not know this information? I think people are like, oh, you're just, you know, is it just curiosity? I'm like, but no, the, it's beyond but that. Property has always been such a transparent thing. Right. Like you, you can, it's all online. Yeah. And what is the reason to protect beneficial owners at the expense of the greater public? Mm-hmm. Um, it might help us as a city to hold owners accountable. Tenants deserve the right to know who is ultimately responsible for the property they rent. It's our interest to know who's leaving their properties and businesses wake, uh, vacant. So I do see this as a matter of access and equity. Uh, making something public means grading, creating greater access uh, and cre- increasing access in general, is something that I've stood for and will continue. And I think many of my colleagues like you are on the in the same boat. Yeah, and I, I told one of the stories last night. I mean, this happens all the time, right? Like you, you have a tenant or you mm-hmm. have a resident who calls you and says, I'm being evicted. My building was, was purchased. I got a notice on my door and it says it would be purchased by blah, 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 LLC, P.O. Box in Dorchester. Right. Um, a phone number that just goes to an answering machine. So there's not even an opportunity for these tenants to say, oh, can I have an extra month? Right. It, you know, like, can we negotiate something here? It, I can't. How can you just have a landlord that's not reachable? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, we had a situation where we finally did some digging on one of them. And it turned out that this person owned many, many properties mm-hmm. with different LLC names. And so then you get a fuller picture of like, oh, this person actually owns $7 million worth of property. Right. Um, that's something we need to know. Yeah. And so th- yeah, I think the next steps right now, I've been in touch with our city's assessor's office and 
you know, we're, we have to work with the DOR on this and work at the Department of the, Revenue. Yep, that's not the Daughters of the Revolution. <laughs> the Daughters of the Revolution. <laughs> uh, but it is it is very important. I think people toss around, oh, Gerald Chan owns a ton of property. And we don't know because, no, no, how much, because it's all in different names and different LLCs. So. Well, and I said last night, um, you know, according to census data in the United States in 2015, 15% of all ro- rental properties were held by LLCs. That's a pretty big amount. Um, and that number is just rising. And the 9% of single-family homes that were purchased in 2017 were also LLCs. And that's two times as many as a decade ago. So this is a growing problem. Um, and I know that a lot of places are grappling with trying to figure out who owns what. I mean, I saw an article this weekend that Britain mm-hmm. um, is looking into who owns what um, because of money money laundering. So is New York, right? It's, yeah, New it's York. a huge, huge, huge issue. So, um, you know, there's there's a multitude of reasons for wanting to know. One of them is for money laundering. One of them is to really just connect with understanding who who is who owns what yeah. um, here in Cambridge. So yeah, thank you for, to the sponsors. It's, it was uh, Mayor Mark McGovern and Concert Carlone and Concert Zondervan who co-sponsored with me, and you supported it as well on the floor. So of course I did. Yeah, so... Because what I said last night was good things happen in the light and bad things happen in the dark. For sure. For sure. We could we could look at that many, <laughs> yeah, many Yeah, we're not going to. So what are your plans for the holidays? Uh, I'm just going to sleep. That sounds like starting Like starting right now. Yeah. I'm just going to sleep until January 3rd. I have a public safety meeting after this. On what? I, I, I oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I Bike know. stuff. Bike. No, no, because huh? I looked at it yesterday. It, it's about um, police detail. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, Something about the police department. I'm not on public safety, so yeah. I don't. So I can't sleep <laughs> just yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to wrap presents. Um, I'm local, and then I'm going away for New Year's, going to the Berkshires ah, with my fam. That sounds and great. some friends, yeah. What about you? <sighs> well, this may be your last podcast. Um, <laughs> so I am going to Pakistan. Oh. oh, yes. My homeland. I was born in Karachi. Uh, I'm going to Islamabad, which is the capital. I haven't been in 11 years. Wow. Yeah. So I'm very excited to see my cousins. Uh, I can cry thinking about it because I'm just like, oh, my God, I get to see them. It's And I remember the last time I saw them, I just remember just like crying for five days because I was so sad that it was going to be a long time. And it's been 11 years. So I'm really excited to see my family there. Uh, the reason I decided to go is because I'm. It's on the way to a friend, a dear friend's wedding in Thailand. Where in Thailand? So there, it's going to be a crazy rich uh, Asian wedding because mm-hmm. uh, because you're in a semi picture. I will, and because there's like four or five. It, my friend is. I, I, I don't want to get into who my friend is, but okay. she. There's it's, like, it's just like that movie where you're like, I be- can't talk about who my friend is. She's so so rich. <laughs> <laughs> but she's she's an amazing person, um, and there's going to be like four or five ceremonies or something like that. So what? yeah, do you so have to get a dress for everyone? I have to. I'm going to get a traditional Thai dress, okay. and then I'm going to probably get uh, wear some of my traditional Pakistani shalwar kameez attire. And then it's going to be 95 degrees. Yeah, no, you don't like it when it's and hot. And you know I hate the heat. No, I know. Woo! So I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm going to be in Bangkok. I'll be in Hua Hin, which is like 
a resort nearby and then I'm going to Chiang Mai. So I'll just be with all college friends. So to our listeners who have recommendations for Thailand, I'd love to hear them. Uh, I haven't traveled internationally in 11 years, so I am terrified, terrified. Are you going to do that thing where you wrap your suitcase? Oh, I didn't even, I don't even know. Maybe. Should I? I, I you should look into it. People do it. Maybe. I, I can't decide whether to bring my quilt or not. What, in case you get put into a Thai prison and then you get, exactly you get like what why <laughs> I I mean I I don't know I always bring my quilt to anything so why wouldn't I'm, you what if she gets kidnapped what if my suitcase get uh, gets lost I don't know I don't know so any anyway, I'm grappling with these big oh decisions. my god all right everyone <laughs> okay time to go time to go I, I did want to want to say that this year has been really great and Aww. it's been awesome working alongside you. And, and, you know, doing this thing. I know. I, I don't, Same. Um, this has been like an amazing year. I think I posted our picture. We took a picture last night after the meeting to be like, oh, we did a whole year. But like, it's been, there's been some really good times. Yeah. And they've all been with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there have been some down times and you've always been there. So I, I appreciate you being here. And I'm, I love that we keep doing this, the podcast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope people still enjoy it, and um, it's something that I really enjoy doing every week because it's just a good opportunity for us to kind of hang out and and get away from the craziness and like just tell people about what's sure. going on here for sure. And we should thank our our team. You know, we can't do this alone. Can't do it alone. Liana Ascalis, you are my favorite person. You you lift me up. Um, you never get mad at me. There was that one time. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> thank you for all your work. My aid has been incredible this year, and um, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky. Sarah Stillman, she's she's my favorite person. She's, she's your rock. She's been there for me, and uh, it's been a it's it's just so much fun to be at work when you have someone who you know, understands you. So. Yeah, you have a pal. Yeah, yeah. So and she has your back. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, they're great. They're great. They're, They're both great, great team members. Mm-hmm. And so we're we government gals. Government gals. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag government gals. Hashtag government gals. Anyway, we hope you have a great, uh, you know, relaxed holiday season. Yeah. And a very happy new year. Yeah. And we'll be back in January. We will be back in January. We are ready to come back in January, rested, relaxed, ready to kick ass and have you guys all along with us. So thank you for for all of you who have been listening this year. We appreciate you. Um, and I don't know. We'll see you next year. Yeah, I want to hug everyone. I know. Hugs. hugs. I know you hate hugs, but ha- we're hugging everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.